And then rise of meme culture. Yeah, which I, dude, you're gonna you're gonna have a couple of laughs with what I've got. <laughs> it's going to be a history lesson with laughs. A little history lesson. My monocle is ready. My monocle has a name as well. <laughs> it's the it's the brown eye monocle. <laughs> oh no, it's monocle Lewinsky. <laughs> God damn it. It's a pretty good one. That's a, yeah, <laughs> gotta give that one to you. <laughs> that pompous bitch. <laughs> you do sound like you're in a fucking ballroom right now. Ballroom blitz. Blitz, blitz, ballroom. Oh, wait, no, try, what was it? Wood, 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 morning, wood. Wood, wood, morning, wood. Erection in the morning. <laughs> Gonna get you out of bed. It is Wednesday, my dudes, and we are here recording our Memento Morons midweek. Um, we got this jumbled mess of a paragraph uh, our co-creator has uh, written that I can't even get through. But um, we'll just start with our little small roster right now. It's only three of us right now. Hopefully, we have some random visitors, but if not, fuck them. Um, so yeah, we got Ben Bain up here pulling the strings. What's up, y'all? I got my new mic set up. Well, new-ish different mic so hopefully something good happens with it yeah growing that shit growing it out then we got my man oh fucking charlie gwynn oh gnarls oh hell yeah baby what's up in the house <laughs> and then there's me matt just a regular old beaner man lest we forget we also have a special guest in this podcast presenting the squeaky chair <laughs> <laughs> I was holding back for that. God damn, boy can squeak. <laughs> All right, well, today we are going to be talking about some of our favorite quotable movies, because who the fuck doesn't have a whole bunch of those in their life? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that literally says in big old movies. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and then the rise of meme culture and the fall of man. No, just the rise of meme culture, because that's where we're at in our day, because fuck you, we're the best. Yeah. And then life-changing bands that had set us on our own roads. Oh, man. Roads, I didn't even see the life Take me home <laughs> to the place where I belong. West Virginia. Take me home. Country roads. Yeah, we we did that for some reason. <laughs> yep, we did. We had to do I don't know why. I, I guess I, I good started on... all that. It's always good on Discord when we're all just a little bit off, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, of course, everybody's a little bit off, but if it's synced up on my end, it's good. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. So, uh, are we going to start with quotable movies, or? Yeah. Like... We'll start with the big old boobies. <laughs> yeah, let all me get right. my wife in here. Oh, wait, she already is. Hey, oh, yeah, what's up? 
I honestly I think for one of the main quotable movies that's probably in everyone's repertoire is Anchorman. I was actually thinking the oh, same yeah. thing. Like that's that's one of the fucking Godfathers. Matt, I'm not I'm not gonna lie to you. That smells like pure gasoline. Sixty-seven <laughs> percent of the time, it works every time. Uh, I I killed a guy with a trident. Loud noises. <laughs> Milk was a bad choice. <laughs> so hot. I'm in a glass case of emotion. It's San Diego. <laughs> German, it means a whale's vagina. <laughs> doesn't it mean Saint Diego? No, I'm pretty sure it doesn't. <laughs> Honestly, it's actually kind of funny because the two movies that I thought of, uh, thought of uh, like right off the top of my head were Anchorman and Talladega Nights. I was going to say, after you go to Anchorman, Talladega Nights is right behind it. Dude, shake and bake, baby. Fuck yeah. They're not even... Well, also, honest, if you're gonna do that, Step Brothers, like. Well, that's those, that's what I'm about to bring up, man. Like there's there's groups of like. Uh, Will Ferrell movies, super quotable. Yes. Seth yeah. Rogen movies, super fucking quotable. Like, uh, even like stuff like fucking um, Grandma's Boy and shit, man. Oh yeah. Adios, Com- comedies are quotable more than others because it's punchline based throughout the movie so it's punchline 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 as at least as many as they can fit in there while still making it a decent movie mm-hmm. so the lines they write aren't like just like oh this was important or cool for, it's, like, for it's which funny one? it's a joke i'm talking about just like the lines and comedy movies in general will be a little bit more memorable Dude, and quotable. That's, that's why they have a uh, on special features they'll have like lineoramas where they just do a whole bunch of different takes and there's a whole like because i just got done rewatching uh the other guys which is fucking hilarious like they found his prius all like yeah I mean, a bunch of homeless people came in there and had an orgy they call that a soup kitchen <laughs> That's right. They, they, left a, they left a note. Dear owner, thanks for the F shack. Love Dirty Mike, and, Mike the boys. and the boys. Yeah. <laughs> Dude. Like, we also found a deer vagina in the back. We thought it was human lips, but nope. Total deer vagina. Dude, oh, uh. Jesus Christ. Do you know what movie has the best, uh, I guess, unedited? What's the version called? Where it's unrated. Like, unrated. Yeah. You know what movie it is, Matt? Um, Sex Drive. It is Sex Drive. <laughs> well, yes. I've still but, got that movie somewhere. Dude, if. The regular movie's hilarious, don't get me wrong. Funny-ass movie, but the unrated, they literally... Just the dudes... Just, the just, very beginning, they're walking through the mall, and there's just two dudes yeah, with there's just giant hogs. There's giant just fucking black dicks in the background. There's a bunch of naked titties, just like, oop! Because it opens with the directors being like, Hello, we made this movie. Are you sick of getting unrated movies and finding out that there's just an extra fuck or two? Like... How about cock? Like, that's nice cock, John. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah, and then they say, they're like, uh, also, if this is the first time watching the movie, just go watch the movie, the regular one. Like, don't watch this one first. This is for after. Yeah. Dude, fuck, man. Like, there's there's a joke when they're trying to steal his brother's car keys. And I feel like I'm echoing. Am I echoing? You're echoing on Charlie. Uh-huh. Shit, I don't hear it, but yeah, yeah, it's it's playing through your speaker into your microphone. Well, let me turn him down a little bit and see what happens. Yeah. How about now? Let me speak. All right. Yeah, that's be better. Much better. Yeah. Yeah. Better. So anyway, they're um they're trying to steal his brother's car keys, and he comes in, and the, soon it looks like they're blowing each other, 
I'm like, oh, you guys are fags. You can't even wait till we leave. And then in the unrated scene, like, pants down, full given head, just like, <laughs> just for the joke. <laughs> like, they even, like, cut it mid-scene to laugh. Like, it's... <clears throat> Or even when, like, the, the little fat white kids, like, running naked through the woods and it just shows a big black dick instead. Like, <laughs> just funny fucking shit, man. Dude, that actor's pretty good. The chubby dude. Yeah. Chubby the one dude. that looks like fat Ellen DeGeneres. Yeah. He, uh, I never thought that. But it's you're talking about the guy from, like, Hot Tub Time Machine. Yes. Yeah. That's a pretty good movie. I haven't seen those in a minute. Dude. Shotgun to the dick. It is weird. Like, I mean, it makes sense. But, like, the way, like... There will be a wave of comedy movies with a certain group of people, you know, mm-hmm. or at yep. least like a lot of the same people from the big group to make one movie with the smaller version of the group. Like there was what's the one, uh, the end of the world one. Yeah. What's it called? Uh, this is the end. This is the end. Yeah. This yeah. Is the end. Which one of you stole my fucking cell phone, man? Dude, the... Empty your pockets. The scene when they're all talking about, like, who's going to get to bang Emma Watson. <laughs> yes, dude. <laughs> and she's just like, what the fuck is going oh, on? Teddy, fuck you so good, you're going to love it all. Oh, my God. Dude, and Michael Sarah, dude, like, yes. super fucked He's up on coke best, and, like, dude. aggressively confident is... Oh, that was the best character michael Sarah could have ever played as that version of himself and dude the only way they let like he's like the only way i'll do it is if you let me wear my own clothes so that's like his own jacket and shit and honestly that's the first screen reunion of the super bad group together oh really yeah because then he's like i've never done coke and he's like oh just blows it in his face like what the fuck dude, sarah su- super bad should be brought up on its own <laughs> yeah because, oh yeah let's go get a look dude, at these more loving fucking it's like they re- heard they recently added more hops <laughs> More hop, and then uh, he's like, you know, what kind of foods are shaped like dicks, the best kind. Best kinds. <laughs> like I was possessed by some weird little dick demon. Dude, I was drawing this triumphant veiny bastard. <laughs> Dude, they were like really good dick drawings too. They were hyper, <laughs> hyper good. Mm-hmm. Prepare that, to be that fucked other weird... by the long dick of the law. <laughs> God, God, like there's Bill that Hader, one. Seth Rogen, we're good cops in that. That one guy who's kind of makes cameos in all their movies, but like, mm. he was he was the 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 Kuz, um, it's me Kuzix from a you know from a role models. Yeah, mm, no, I, I gotta look it up. I don't know who this is. Ah, bro, he's he's like the welcome, come hither to thee. If you oh, do, is he the guy from, yeah, from role models who does the yeah. LARPing? Yes, yes, and he's also in like um, is he in Hot Rod? Uh, I don't know. another pretty good fucking movie, though. That I quote that shit all the fucking time. Are you thinking of the too. guy from uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine? Plays Charles. I believe that's him. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't think I've seen that thing. I so. need to rewatch Hot Rod. He might not play in Brooklyn or uh, Hot Rod. I'm thinking of another guy. Last, but yeah. Last time I fucking saw Hot Rod, it was over at Connor's house when he still lived in early. It's my hat now. Totally, <laughs> totally my hat. Dude, Hot Rod, I watched it so much, and it's good, but I don't think it's really, like, epically funny. There's still some good moments in there, though. Dude, it definitely caught me off guard. I mean, a lot of it, dude. The cool bean scene, uh, the for guy some falling reason, down the hill for, like, seven minutes. For some minutes. reason, when they started doing the cool beans, I felt in my bones it was going to be, like, cool beans, beans, cool beans. I was like, why would it not chronologically go into a song moment right there? 
It just felt so right. It, yeah, it felt right, man. You were I on was their level. Very you pleasantly surprised. It's all about it's all about timing and shit, dude. That's why that's why whenever there was a project or something, you'd be my number one guy to go to. Me, nice. I'm the number one gay. Mm-hmm. You're the number one gay. I'm the number one gay. I'm th- like, if you like women, that's gay because women like dudes, and liking dudes is gay. Jesus Christ! So don't be gay. Some fucking mental gymnastics over here. I like it. Ten out of Dude, ten. This is completely random and off topic for a second, but just the way you said that kind of sounded Mike Tysony, and it just made me think of like a, a quote from him that is like just the most fucking savage thing you can yeah, one say. Yeah, one minute. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm gonna eat his children. I'm gonna. <laughs> No, he, he says. He says, "I'm gonna fuck you till you love me." Best, it's just like, you want know the best. Yeah. Pop? He's like, the best part about me is I'm a swinger, and he just starts swinging at you. <laughs> dude, but just imagine you're gonna fight a dude, and he says, "I'm gonna fuck you till you love me." He says, <laughs> he says "I may like fornicate more than other people. It's just who I am. I sacrifice so much of my life that I can at least get laid." You know what I mean? I've been robbed of most of my money. Can I at least have a bull job? <laughs> God damn. I don't know how I held that in, but dude, you just made Dr. Pepper come out of my fucking nose. I'm glad it didn't come yeah, out yeah. of anywhere else. <laughs> I held that shit in. Dude, so uh, <laughs> what's, like, outside of comedy, what's a good quotable movie? Um, well, I, I say a few from, um, uh, Nah, well, I quote a lot of, like, uh, Clockwork Orange every now and then, you know, like, right, 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 you know, like, little, or, um, it's, fuck, man. honestly, everything can be traced back to an almost comedic situation, even in the most serious of movies, or the most dramatic yeah. of movies, like, case in point, I think it was in, Don't now, Matt, you can, I'm thinking of. Matt, you can fact check me on this one, because I think it was in The Dark Knight. Where uh, there's a whole bunch of Batman impersonators, and the real Batman shows up. We're not wearing hockey pants. Exactly. He's like, I'm not the one to wear hockey pants. Or something. You said the Dark Knight. I think yeah, it's the Dark Knight. I'm not wearing hockey pants. He actually says hockey pads. Yeah, pads. Since his fucking accent sucks in there, it sounds like he says hockey pants. But yeah, like, dude. what if you are wearing? I'm pretty much the Robert Pattinson one was wearing hockey pants. I think the only Batman quote I could ever tell you that's not the Joker is, uh... Fuck, what was it? Where are the triggers? Oh, no. Where is the trigger? I was, I was born in it. Uh, no. Molded by it. You think the darkness is your ally? Oh, so, oh, so it was my quote. <laughs> yeah, and then, uh... <laughs> what's, like, the Joker's got the ones where he's got, like, let me show you a magic trick. Bro, that Pencil. was, like... I fell in love with him immediate. Like, I was super obsessed with that movie when it came out, man. I did not give a fucking shit about that movie when it came out. Because that came out right around when Cloverfield did, and I watched both of those six times in the movie. Ooh, we might have to talk Cloverfield. Mm. I mean, we already did a deep dive, but yeah, we. I, I quote that quite a bit too, man. I wasn't on that one. I saw that you guys did it, but... Okay. <laughs> yeah, dude, fucking... You you fucking missed it. I made I made Matt like have a religious experience. <laughs> Dude, Dude, did he, you watch he... uh, the Cloverfield Paradox? Yes, yes, absolutely. That one was like way far from I think Cloverfield to me. I was just like, okay, this is just a completely different movie. That they're like, it's also Cloverfield. <laughs> it's 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 intertwined. 
It's it's all that, what it's all what happens in paradox. Them trying to jumpstart the energy. That's what creates a rift in all the alternate timelines. So Cloverfield is is think of it like an anthology, because mm-hmm. the moment they because at 18 minutes is when they do the jump. In the first Cloverfield movie at 18 minutes, that's when the first attack happens. Yeah. So the moment they do this, it sets a rift in every alternate dimension. So they're they're kind of under the same umbrella, but they're not the same universe. Dude, I love that it's sweet because they're not really like sequels to each other. No, they're, they're, like, they're like sister they're, pieces. Yeah, sister sister films, man. And yep. just the way they they, they can play, make as many movies out. as they want. They're basically saying there's so many dimensions. Be like, oh, well, here's the same thing, but from the perspective of this dimension. See, and that's why why we had to go into it because I was like, because Cloverfield was like one of my favorite movies, and then the second one came out, and I was like, oh, cool, there's two, and then they randomly made a third one, and I was like, my favorite film has become a franchise now. Dude, like I like the first one. It was pretty good. They are uh, making a legit sequel to it right now. It's not going to be stop motion, but it's going to take place directly after the first movie. So the first movie, what came after the first movie? Was there a two or was it just 10, 10 Cloverfield 10, Lane? Yeah, 10 Cloverfield Lane, which originally started as it was just an independent movie about them stuck in a fucking basement by this crazy guy. But then J.J. Abrams was like, you want some more money and me to make it better? And like, sure. Yeah, we'll make crazy alien shit. Fucking John Goodman in that movie. John motherfucking Goodman. I think he's an actual kill. I I think he kidnapped some and killed somebody. Like, (laughs) that's what that's the whole vibe he gives off. He's being too eerie and creepy about it. Did you ever see? Uh, you probably didn't, but the movie Barton Fink. Actually, that's like old, ain't it? It's like not too too old, but. I remember you went to put it on one time, and we were like, "What's this?" You're like, "I don't know," and I was like, "I'd rather not." It is kind of low and slow. It's a... What are those brothers called? The Cohen brothers? Yes. Who did, was, like, um... Big Lebowski and yeah, Argo Yeah, it was one shit. of their movies. Actually, that's why I watched it. It's because I watched The Big Lebowski, and I was like, that was good. What's another movie by them? And it was Barton Fink, and I was like, I'll check it out. See, they, like, they have two of my favorite movies, which would be, uh... Burn After Reading, because it's... That is a dark comedy. That's, I've never watched it. Dude, it watch that shit man everyone's on a different page and no one talks because every time someone meets up for something they're on different levels so no one's communicating right and everyone's super paranoid and it ends just like what the fuck happened they're like we don't know like well let's see i remember i watched the trailer and i might have even started it and it was like something about the flow of the movie just really bothered me oh dude Uh, i looked up uh barton fink and uh, the main character uh, is John Totoro. He's the guy, uh, Matt, you remember Mr. Deeds? Yeah, he's the... I'm the very, very sneaky, sir. Very sneaky with the... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Very sneaky. He impregnated my wife. I like feet. I do not know why. Peter Patter, Peter Patter, let's get at her. But that's what I was going to say about uh, Barton Fink, is John Goodman kind of plays... He's like the guy in the room next door at this hotel. And he's like a real, just nice southern guy. And then at the end, you find out he's just like this fucking evil killer. Goddamn. Spoiler alert. alert. <laughs> <laughs> and get fucked. It's been out 20-something years. 
Yeah, I guess so. Because I was going to rip his heart out. I'm the best devil. I'm the most brutal and most vicious and most ruthless champion there's ever been. No one can stop me. Nancy is the conqueror. No, anyway. I'm Alexander. I'm the best one out there. <laughs> I'm going to eat his babies. My defense is impregnable. I'm just ferocious. I want his heart. Ferocious. I want to eat his children. Praise be to Allah. <laughs> and then he whoops your ass. <laughs> And Doubles then, from Barton Fink, what are you talking about? And then, and then my chair chimes in. Interesting. <laughs> you're fucking, it's like you're sitting on the Crypt Keeper. <laughs> I'm trying to stay as still as possible and I'm just like, fuck it. <laughs> oh, that's what I was going to say is we're talking about super quotable movies. Uh, just overall, all time, I think probably Forrest Gump might be one of the top. Yes. A lot, lot, lots, chocolates. Like, you never know what you're going to get. Like, hey, you know there's, like, a little map in there that tells you everything? My whole life has been a lie. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, like, we got shrimp, shrimp stew. <laughs> oh, darling, no. shrimp. Shrimp scampi. Shrimp, shrimp scampi, shrimp this. You know what? I think that's about it. I'll say this. One movie that... By all accounts, looking on the outside, you barbecue it, boil it, is... broil it, bake it, salt it. This is shrimp kebab, shrimp kraut, shrimp gumbo, pan fried shrimp, deep fried, stir fried. Goddamn. Uh, but no, one movie that uh, I think, by all accounts, should be absolute garbage, but I have a feeling each of us still kind of likes in our own way Napoleon Dynamite. I never yeah. thought it was garbage. No, that that movie's solid as fuck. Well, I bro, mean, the bro. thing about the movie is I I can't identify what makes it so good, but it's just like it's start it's to finish stuck out of time. It, dude, honestly, good. the moment I I turned it on, I just I would just got it. I was laughing hysterically just seeing him in moon boots in the middle of fucking Wyoming or wherever the fuck they're at. Dude, I used to have those boots when I was you're, a kid. Oh, your old Charlie, your old TV was warped. So like the top of everyone's heads were like, <laughs> yeah, they're squished. Yeah, dude. So like, we were, we were watching it over at his house, and then you just see like big head mode the entire time of fucking Napoleon Dynamite, and it was the funniest shit I've ever seen in my life. Oh, I remember that. TV. <laughs> I forgot about that TV, dude. Yeah, I, I fucking remember that TV because we tried playing uh, DBZ Budokai three, and every time I would go Super Saiyan three, it'd basically be big head mixed with cone head. <laughs> dude, I used to play fucking Guitar Hero on that TV. Yeah, yeah, but at least it only got big at the top. You really just need to see the bottom. Well, I don't think the top was big. I think the bottom was really small, so it made the top look big. All I know is I yeah, was... just, yeah, okay, that that the balances it out. All I know yeah. is I was somehow able to play Cowboys from Hell still. <laughs> More like Cowboys in Jail. Oh. Guitar Hero, Guitar Hero when it first came out, one was like legit two was like they improved the mechanics yes. of it so well but mm -hmm. two was the fucking jam Bomb. that was the jam bro it had thunder horse all that shit on it how yeah. hard did we go on that game matt we went so hard that uh our friends would invite us over to watch them play one player on it <laughs> caleb <laughs> <laughs> like can Dude. i play like no nah, i've been working on the song sorry he's just trying to play miserly on expert over and over and just like missing halfway and quitting and restarting over and over just like oh that's cool man what caleb yeah see you I... know what i found out while uh at caleb's house huh is if he's playing guitar hero <clears throat> and you are just sitting there with an unplugged second controller 
you feel like you're playing Guitar Hero really good. <laughs> Shit. Just because he was good at the game? Yeah, you're just, like, you're just like, oh, hell yeah. I'm hitting this, right? I nailed, I nailed that. It feels exactly the same because you know you're hitting the notes and you're seeing it happen on the screen at the right it's time. It's like a little brother move, though. You just hand him the unplug controller and make him think he's fucking participating. Pretty fucking much, dude. It kind of reminds me of that little stint where uh, Connor and I went back and forth with it. And then he just fucking took off because apparently rhythm games are his shit. Rhythm games are my shit, dude. He brought it over to my house when he got that, and I immediately was on uh, just medium because... I understood it, man. Music's just patterns, and Guitar Hero just made it into colors. Dude, Matt, did me and you ever do a me versus you <clears throat> Guitar Hero 3 duel? Like how they had like Slash versus the Devil or whatever? And More than likely, we did a lot of stuff, bud. Price and Devil went down to Georgia. Like most of uh, the Robitussin and we could get our hands off. No, no, not most of the, no, not most of it. All of it, <laughs> bro. There was there was one time me, Austin Chambers, and uh, his name's Matt something. He was a real weird dude. Matt Buendia? No, <laughs> can't believe I forgot his name. He's super cool. He's real chill. He's he like raps and stuff. But uh, no, it wasn't even him. It was Damien. Me, Damien, and Austin. We went to go get fucking some cough medicine, rope testing or whatever. And we went to CVS and they didn't have any pills, so we were like, oh, we gotta get the liquid shit. Everyone grab a bottle and we'll meet back out at the car. So we get out there. I pull out my little bottle. Austin pulls out his bottle. We're like, Damon, did you get yours? And he, and this motherfucker grabbed the 40 ounce of the... <laughs> 40 ounce of what? Dude, the 40 ounce of the fucking cough medicine. He grabbed the biggest, like, the liter a, version. There's no way they had a 40 it, ounce. Of course it's not a real 40 ounce, but it's bigger than just the little... It was like the family size version of the Robitussin bottle. It's like a big oh, cough. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he, he drank that whole motherfucker... I would have. <laughs> yeah, you're like I would have known. <laughs> I think no, I would have just drank it. <laughs> but Fucking it's Edward weird to think about hands. back then when I would just like literally just be like, "What are we doing this afternoon, boys?" It's like I don't know, dude. You want to drink over the counter cough syrup in industrial amounts? <laughs> yes. Thought you would never. <laughs> Why <I> wouldn't? You? <laughs> that sounds fantastic. It did. That that was my re- reply back then. Ah. <laughs> uh... I can't even take regular cough medicine now, dude. It's like... Through cherry-flavored anything. Uh-uh, yeah, bag. no, that's ruined. Cherry flavor is done. Ch-ch-ch-cherry bomb! I hate uh, you, Matt. I fucking hate that song. Fucking Robert Tussin over here. <laughs> Let's go get some Robert Tussin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. But, nah, I think... I think like late '90s, early 2000s. Would y'all say that? Well, no, like early early 2000s, he was kind of tapering off. But wouldn't you say, as far as quotable movie shit goes, Adam Sandler basically had that on lock. Oh, I want yeah, to get had... oh. <laughs> oh, I see what's going on here, and I like them too. So sorry to interrupt, Bossy. The price is wrong, bitch. Bob Barker beat the fuck out that nigga. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dirty magazine day. Dirty magazine day. Yeah, like if we're if we're talking quotable movies, the '90s fucking almost belonged to Adam Sandler. 
I would. Yeah, think. pretty much. He he um, he's fucking Adam Sandler. He's a very expensive Jew. Adam Sandler and Jim Carrey. Mm. Oh yeah, some of that too. Oh, oh the oh, the Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey might have been. Was he more like early two thousands? Nah, he. Uh... No, he was on like in Living Color and stuff, man, with like the Wayans brothers. Oh yeah, and shit. yeah. So no. And he's if, fucking legit. Then, Dude, Jim Carrey, like, I idolize him more than a lot of, like, people, like, comedians or comedic actors that I like just because of, he's just like, eh, step back, paint some shit, kind of be a little wise, but not a cocky fuck about it too much. Yeah, you know? I heard, I heard him, he tried to, he painted Aretha Franklin, but she just looked white. <laughs> <laughs> Appropriating white culture, you fuck. Let me see if I can find it. Yeah, no. Nah, uh, actually, he caught his stride in the 90s with The Mask. Was uh, I remember The Mask, and there were like nine other movies that hit over $100 million uh, in the box office. Oh, yeah. The Mask was definitely 90s. And there was Bro, that, mov- that movie still holds up. It still looks great. Oh, yeah. Like, don't even dude, get he's, me started. He's really fucking good, dude. Uh-huh. He's got some bomb. Dude, he wow. What is your favorite uh, Jim Carrey movie? Ooh, that's a tough one. I'm gonna go out on a limb, pull a Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Spotless Mind. Hmm. No, not really. It's probably totally uh, Ace Ventura or Dumb and Dumber. One of them. I think, I think mine's The Truman Show. Ooh, all right, dude. Yo, mm. yo, give me them window bumps through the screen, bro. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, boy. I'm about that live. Dude, think... Truman Show is legit. Just because it kind of like psychologically fucks with you while being funny, you know? Yeah. It's kind of deep in a way. I think either Ace Ventura or Bruce Almighty, but for different reasons. <laughs> Bruce Almighty was good. I also like, uh, what's the one? Yes, Yes Man? Yes Man, yes, yeah. Yes Man, yes. That one was pretty good. So uh, we're all in favor. Jim Carrey is pretty good. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Jim Carrey, just a shout out if you're listening, dude. We will all suck your dick simultaneously. So just uh, bring it, dude. Bring, bring it on, man. Somebody stop me. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That fucking landed. Ah, oh, shit. Man, he painted a lot of fucking Donald Trump. Dude, these are really, really good. Ca- Dude, like uh, JimCarreyOnline.com. That's all of his artwork. Check it out, right? As someone now. who does art, like I, I learned to appreciate any and anyone's effort. He did a fucking giant sculpture of a naked woman Matt. through a. Yes, ma'am. I do need to request later for you to paint me something that uh, will probably not interest you too much, but I will pay you for it if you would be willing. Oh shit! I'm, I'm down to do any of that, man. That's what I do, bro. Talk to you about it later. You Go heard, on. You heard it here first, folks. Uh, our boy Matt. Can you just draw a fat dick? <laughs> just a fucking twelve foot by twelve foot canvas. Just a big fucking whopper. Some veiny I thought shit. You'd never ask. <laughs> and I mean, last Actually, I want you to stop. go into detail, Matt. This, I want I details. It. Oh, it's all details. <sighs> so deep. I want to see the pores. I'm gonna. I'm gonna name each vein after my friends. Like this one's Jono. You just write everybody's name, like, kind of sneakily somewhere. Just hide it in the vein. Little Easter eggs. (laughs) I put your name right next to this cold sore on my dick. (laughs) Hey, sign my dick. (laughs) Yeah, suck my dick, Jim Carrey, for listening to this. (laughs) We reversed the rules, now we tell you to suck our dick. 
<laughs> Here's the guy before them. Fucking Bill Murray. Bill All right. fucking Murray. Bill yeah. fucking Murray, man. That's old school. But... I know that's not your middle name, but... <laughs> Bill mm. fucking Murray! Yeah. Or fuck, man. If you're going going back in the day, man, Chris fucking Farley, dude. Fat yeah. guy in a little Chris Farley was legit. Well, hell, dude. He, even then, fucking Robin Williams. Ro- that's exactly oh, what I was going to yeah. say. Because have you seen the guy who does the Robin Williams impression? Yes. He nails yeah. it. They did a, I think his name is Jamie Costa, Costa, whatever it is. But he did like a one scene trailer for a full movie about Robin Williams. And it's when some lady, I can't remember who she is, is telling Robin Williams that Chris Farley died the night before. When Robin Williams was hanging out with him the night before, before that happened. And so it's just kind of like, he's like prepping to go out, I think on Mork and Mindy. And he's yeah. just kind of like in the mirror, just practicing and just. Nine 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 Robin nine. Williams, and then he just like she tells him, and he just kind of breaks down. It's ah, like, oh, such a fucking good scene. All I picture is the Mr. President. The planes have just been... <laughs> planes have just hit the towers. Like no cap, no bussing. <laughs> oh. oh, did the planes bounce back or what? Oh, dude, I gotta stop with those fucking memes, man. The fucking bussing. Well, speaking of which, dude, that's one, a good the... transition into the rise of meme culture, dude. No, the one, that, the recent one that got me was. Uh, it's just a dude sitting there looking out a rainy window with that haircut. And she's like, I find it kind of bussin'. I find it kind of cap. All the dreams in which I'm dying are the ones that kind of slap. <laughs> I mean, they do, though. I but feel I that. Just, yeah. <sighs> as as a as our generation, with our new lingo and, like, dude, because... I mean, I'm sure there was some form of memes back in the day, but that's... Meme is our word. We invented that. We were a part of the the funny revolution <laughs> like because we're honestly everyone there's i don't think there's a person out here especially our age that isn't just fucking depressed half the fucking time and just wants to end everything but the only way we can go through with it is by just making the dumbest jokes and the funniest dumb shit which is it just it's stuff to like ease our day man yeah. Like, you know when you find one of those memes that's like you can't stop laughing at it and like you, laugh <laughs> yeah, at just, it you just think about it all day Dude, it's the fucking best, and man. Like, who can I show this to that will really or, get it or, the way I get to the way feel it the way I'm feeling it right now? Or like whenever they reemerge on your timeline, because there's one I will always share, and it's uh, they sped up that um, it's a weird like wobbly voice effect, but it's uh, the Green Goblin choking <laughs> Spider-Man. And it's like <laughs> ravioli, and he just throws him like. <laughs> I, like, I don't know what that one. It's Shit. fucking hilarious. I always like that. I've never seen this one. Oh, bro, it's fucking fire, bro. Find this for me. Send I it will. To me, I got you. I got I, you, fam. I thought you were gonna say you tried sharing the Tony Hawk Pro Skater meme. Oh Which no. <laughs> I'm still, I still have 15 days in in jail, man. By the way, I have three video games for my ps4 and one of them is the Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 remake. Aw oh, shit. That shit goes hard. Hard as fuck, dude. That game still kicks ass. You sit down and you just play some Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, especially the new one, man. It's all like fucking pumped up with good graphics and better. Bro, I'm sending physics. it to you on Messenger. Check it out. It's only six seconds anyway. Okay. <laughs> I don't, dude, it's fucking hilarious to me. It just is. And for what it's worth, Matt, you're not the only one that's a uh, repeat Facebook jail. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know how you guys get in Facebook jail, man. I try and I can't get in. 
You gotta just be cool, man. Yeah, I guess. Like, I guess I'm cool. No one, no one ever fucking told me. <laughs> Did you watch it? Watch it, Charlie. It's six seconds. <laughs> I'm trying to waste your life with six seconds. <laughs> There's a ravioli. Ravioli. <laughs> oh god. <clears throat> it's actually kind of funny, uh, Matt, that you mentioned the whole. Uh, uh, the whole historic context and everything because believe it or not I actually have I have an idea on where memes might have actually originated from and oh, yeah. it's about our grandparents timeline is it World War 2? it is I think I've That's read the into this meme in the world of memes um, and actually they're way older memes have been a thing for fucking ever like it's basically if you go back to Rome Rome was littered with graffiti which yeah, mixed in that. there is just people fucking throwing out little jokes just like memes, man. Like, hmm. memes have always been a thing. Like, cartoons, little comics and newspapers and stuff. Yeah, there's, like, satire and funny jokes. I just mean, like, I meme. Like, the word itself is, like, art, you know? Oh, yeah. there's, I, I work with a dude who's, like, ten, ten extra years on me. He's always like, hey, man, did you hear little Joe, Joe Bubba Sparks from the Oak Ridge Kids died? I'm like, I don't know who that fucking is, dude. I'm sorry. But then I always say, like, oh, man, it's hot as fuck. And he's like, what unit of measurement is that? Like, that's not a measurement. I'm like, dude, just, I'm sorry you get pissed off at our fucking lingo. Like, Jesus Christ. He got pissed off at hot as fuck? Dude, just, he's he's kind of on this autistic scale. How old is so, he? Like, was he? He's, like, got, like, 11 years on us, man, I believe. Mm. But he's Mom, also he just, like... Be, it, he should be in the as fuck range. Dude, he's... He is, he should be, man, but he also knows that, like, I just kind of fuck with him anyway. <laughs> but, like, I mean, I don't know. Man, don't be such an easy target, you know what I'm saying? I'm gonna yeah. eat the kill you. I'm gonna do anything. I, I'm an Alexander. <laughs> Alexander the Quake. He is actually very knowledgeable about history, Mike Tyson. <laughs> yeah. It's very well read. Dude, Matt, did you ever watch that SNL with uh, Ben Stiller? Who we should have mentioned the earlier in quotable movies. Yes. With it's like, yeah, it goes around the nipples. Dude, Ben Stiller, yeah, I'll give no, him because he had the one that went all the way down and just like had his dick and balls out the bottom of the V. <laughs> they they arrested like, him. For Ben Stiller, like I know he's a a comedy actor, but since all of his roles he plays, he plays them seriously. I never saw him as the like the funny actor. But every time you watch a Ben Stiller movie, it's fucking funny. Mm, I don't know, Mystery Men. You can't really take that serious. Yeah, but even Dodgeball, then, like, man. dude. But I know Tropic it's Thunder. funny. But he, I'm telling you, how he plays them is he, such... he does have his character set usually as the guy who's like yeah he's taking really a very yeah you get the comedy from him unaware of how funny he's being because he's just being a douche. Like I wrote <laughs> this comes from a quote of a children's book i co-wrote called the boy who is better than everyone else like it's just it's funny shit man and like there's a little frog in the mic like oh it's, it's always frog similar between him and uh will ferrell of just playing like aggressively confident dumbasses you know yeah for real dude pimps don't cry no they don't they never shed a tear and of course he's simple jack as well <laughs> You never go full retard. Dude, I watched that fucking movie Tropic Thunder on TV one day. Yeah. And he like hugs me. He's like, you went full special. You never go full yeah, dude, special. <laughs> everything's demonetized, man. I'll be watching like 
because I listen to some Reddit podcasts, but they, dude, if they just take out words, like I get like taking out like murder and rape, I get that you're gonna get demonetized. But now they're starting to do just words that aren't even like bad, like hell or something. I don't know. It's kind of it's getting out of fucking hand, dude. It, that was a John Mulaney joke a while back. He's like, you can watch Law and Order SVU, and they will say shit that you're like. Why is that okay to say on TV? He's yeah. like, yeah, the little girl, she had anal contusions. <laughs> and you're just like, yep, that's fine. <laughs> Why is that fine? Because it's because it's met it's medical. It's it's, uh, it's for a purpose. Yeah. Honestly, the whole censorship bullshit. Th- I think this is what. God damn it. I'm, re- I'm rehashing shit again. I'm just like, oh, this is what happens when you got a real cushy society. Cushy society. Once everyone doesn't have to fight for anything, because you got your dicks over there like Trump 2024. You got your dicks, your pussies, and assholes. And pussies get mad at dicks once in a while because pussies get fucked by dicks. But dicks also three seconds from going into abortion laws and gun control. Fuck that shit. Bang 2028, because everyone else is fucking dumb. (laughs) JFK did (laughs) 9-11. Oh, God. Freak Elaine. Oh, no. (laughs) I ain't going there yet. Hey, I know. She's still doing time, right? She's doing time. However, her fucking client list has been sealed, so we don't know. It's like... It's not like anything's gonna fucking happen. There's too, they're too powerful. Everyone's got fucking inf- infinite money. It's like it's like you're going to prison for trafficking. Absolutely nobody. <laughs> Dude, like Dalton shared that a uh, thing in like the 1518. Some judge took a bribe and gave an unfair judgment. So the town ordered like they they skinned him alive. Oh no no that was uh, dude I shared that one. Yeah you did, and they they're like look pick someone to usurp your fucking throne so he picked his son he's like all right fine but what they did was they skinned him alive in front of the town and then they made the throne out of his father's skin so damn don't ever take a fucking like you better be fucking judging right man people Mm -hmm. like there's too many fucking shady cats bro eat eat the rich and shit the poor wait yeah (laughs) nah dude it's shit's just fucking bonkers one reason why one reason why I try not to say much of anything because everything's all everything it's it's like I see everything circling back to one fucking thing and I don't want to be a goddamn broken record. <laughs> yeah. I feel you. Yeah. I don't but know. Sometimes I mean the, honestly that's why it doesn't matter how broken a record is people are stupid and it still doesn't get through. <laughs> there's one thing i've learned about customers and shit no matter how big you make the sign they still won't read it they're all being controlled by interdimensional child molesters and gay frogs speaking of memes there's this short little video of alex jones he has this little like light up toy that you like shake and it lights up and he's just dancing and like super happy with this little toy and while he's doing that there's like a little uh half opaque powerpoint basically showing like all of his bullshit random shit he said on his podcast that turned out to be true yeah she's like the frogs are gay and like this that the other and it's just like being proven right by all these articles and he's just dancing to it 
Fucking six flags ass, bald headed Jiminy Cricket suit wearing motherfucking ass. If that dude didn't, that, that they they pretty much got Albert Fish to fucking. Dude, I remember when I first saw flags. that when I was a kid. I was like, "What in the actual fuck are they trying to do here?" Like as a kid, I was like, "This is not." I don't want to go anywhere this. near that guy. Nobody, no, nobody wants this. What are you doing? The one weird, creepy kid and it was that like clearly drink- like a skinny twenty-something-year-old guy with old guy face makeup. You know, like a mask and. Makeup. Actually, apparently, I, I think he was old though. Wait a apparently, nah. it was an old guy. I do not fucking believe you. Hold up, Hold Dude, up. I'm pretty. I'm pretty good at. Um. It, actually, yeah, you might be right. This. Hold on. Six legs, old man, actor. God dang it! Okay. He is young. Yeah, you're right. I take my L, bro. Yep. Super L. He's he's 47 as of right now. Now he does look that, that way, you know? <laughs> it's the oldest 47-year-old I've ever fucking seen. Fuck, that's only 14 years older than See, me. See, also, I haven't seen him in a minute, but I am I can pick up, like, old people makeup all the fucking time, especially in movies. Even when it's done really well, you can still tell, like, that person's in old makeup. You know what, yo? Not to backtrack with movies... Who here has seen Galaxy Quest? Yes. Fuck. I had Alan Rickman and Tim Allen and shit. Yeah, and Sigourney Weaver. Yo, Sigourney Weaver is a bad bitch, bro. Mm-hmm. Now, Charlie, definitely, it's definitely worth looking into even now. I say it holds up. Like, I honestly think it holds up. All right. Well, I'm probably not going to watch it, but I'll think about it. <laughs> it t- There's a joke where you're trying to kick- you're trying, to oh, kick, oh. you're trying to take out a stone golem, and, it's, and the guy tells you to kick him in the nads. <laughs> don't worry, man. I'll think about not watching it. <laughs> I don't know, man. Movies? Like, I really don't watch movies anymore. Oh, yeah? No. I'll watch a TV show if I like it. I actually really don't watch much. I kind of have to force myself to watch TV nowadays. Mm-hmm. But, like, for Ozark, I'm still finishing that up. Ozark was pretty. I, I need to get back into that, that was, but I don't have Netflix anymore. So, uh, Better Call Saul. Oh yeah, I need to get into that, dude. Um, it's it's apparently they're they're bringing in Walt and Jesse on the last episode, so they at least make a cameo. Oh, hell uh, so yes. they're gonna mix like just really mix it into where Saul meets them for the end. Uh, yes, I haven't seen oh, any of season sweet. six, but I saw a little spoily that had them in there, and like we just wanted to wait till the time was right, and I'm like. Ah! My little nipples went all like, Bling. dude, that is fucking amazing. Nice. Yeah, bro. Better Call Saul is like right on par with fucking Breaking Bad, man. So I, I'm imagining they're basically gonna do a scene. Well, wh- where did they meet Saul in the series? Uh, all I know is they needed a lawyer, and fucking Jesse was like, "Look, man, we go to my guy." Like, what you mean that little fucking two time? Like, oh, look, it's probably gonna want... be where he first meets Jesse. Then. Yeah, like you don't want a criminal lawyer. You want a criminal. Lawyer. <laughs> like, hey, man. Who's also a lawyer? It's all good, man. Uh... <laughs> Dude, it did make me sad watching Better Call Saul. The uh, like 
fifth season, I guess. What happened? He really to starts Kim? to get in with the uh, cartels and like it's fucking up Kim's shit, and she's just like everything's fine. She came a lot. She came around a lot faster than fucking Skyler's bitch Skyler. ass did, though. Yeah. Yeah, but the thing is, I don't. I, I just feel bad. I like Kim so much better than Skyler. Yeah. But I'm just like. Get out. But Kim also is. She's just kind of like a powerful bitch though. Skyler was just a mom. Yeah, but the way like Jimmy just like leads her around doing his bullshit. Yeah, he just drag like it kind of gives me flashbacks to when I'm just like, Devin, check out this stupid movie. <laughs> My wife's into a lot of dumb shit now that like I finally broke her because she used to hate um, Doctor Steve Rule, and then I've watched enough of it where I like, did you just laugh? Like, no, shut up. Like, you laughed. <laughs> You like Tim and Eric now, huh? So, uh, Matt, y'all, freaking uh, Dalton took a look at the podcast topics. <laughs> Told you. Ben, you faggy-ass cunt, Barry, either do the topics page right or I'm going to demote you. Well, he's not here to say shit, so fuck him. Oh, God damn it. I, I just fucking love, I, I love it. It's important to wash your sex toys. That's why priests invented baptisms. Wow. Fuck. I could taste that one. Father? <laughs> I have the same look Dylon has right now. Oh, god dang. Fucking shit, though. But yeah, I'm... no. Uh, not, to, not to fucking swing right the fuck back. But That's all we do, man. We're free form here, man. We just take it as a go, baby. So, Charlie, I have a feeling you might know about this already, but Matt, have you ever heard of the whole Kilroy was here meme? I do know this. Yes, I do. We have a... Actually, go ahead, Matt. Sorry. I'll... I don't know Kilroy. All I can think of, like, the... Leroy Jenkins! Ben, you will be better at explaining the beginning of this. The reason I know of this is because my boss at my old job put up a little Kilroy was here sign outside of the break room. I was like, I don't know what this is, but it looks familiar for some reason. So I Googled it, found out it was like from World War II. Mm-hmm. And uh, you take it from there. All right. So basically, uh, it started thanks to a 1940s dock worker who inspected rivets for ships in Quincy, Massachusetts, when they were fucking just pumping out boats, you know, left and right to fight Germany and Japan. And... It was. Uh, the Who's guy... the guy that gets to hump all the boats? <laughs> well, if you're talking about the rivet inspector who made the fucking meme, I imagine he might have humped the boat too. Uh, the man was named James K. Kilroy, and he was, and since he was essentially paid by the rivet with regards to his inspections, he made sure that every one he marked was made obvious. So he would inscribe Kilroy was here on the inspected area. And since ships were pushed out so fucking quickly those days, they seldomly ever had the time to even paint the damn bulkhead. So his words would be, would just be stuck oh, yeah. there. That dude understands branding and marketing. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't even fucking trying. He was just getting paid. Uh, but yeah, it would become viral since, you know, GIs would be on the fucking boat and they'd be going overseas and shit. Like, who the fuck is Kilroy? Uh, I don't as, know, but he was here. As a matter of fact... They would use the fucking, uh, uh, they would use that phrase as basically a bit of a good luck charm with the thought process being that since this Kilroy fucker was so meticulous, 
nothing bad would ever would ever happen to the ship. Be like, oh, what if a fucking torpedo boat comes over? Eh, it's okay. He was kill like a literal protective figure. Yeah, it was like a fucking talisman. They're like, it's okay. Kilroy was here. We're good. We're good. <laughs> Please, Mister Kilroy. Was like can a you sign of hope boat? for the American soldiers. Yeah. But then, Except uh, for the dude Roy, he's like, please don't. <laughs> but now, later on, the same troops that saw Kilroy was here on their ships, they decided to take things into their own hands, and they would inscribe it everywhere they visited, with uh, with the iconic big nose face and fingers crawling up a wall and shit to go with it soon afterwards. And this is, this is the funny part. So, it's basically an unplanned meme that became famous on all sides of the conflict, including the enemy. The Japanese didn't quite know what to make of the of it when they first fucking saw it on a bombed out tank. I can only imagine how hard it is to say Killjoy in fucking Japan. They actually had involved senior officers in their intelligence agencies to figure out who the fuck this Kilroy guy actually See, yeah, was. That that is definitely a fucking meme, man. It went viral <laughs> and then you had legit sergeants and fucking scientists trying to crack this code of like never gonna give you up never gonna never let, let you, you down, down. never gonna never run, run around and you. Hurt you but here's the here's an even funnier part the germans actually had a much more drastic response to it hitler himself apparently supposed that this kilroy motherfucker was some was either some kind of spy or a super soldier that just would not get holy killed. shit they totally have batman <laughs> they and he allegedly had a detachment of troops specifically assigned to track down and kill this guy. <laughs> Bro, that's fucking awesome. So I, I like, re I respect the game, man. That dude, fucking <laughs> Godfather of memes, bro. Kill Roy, you were here, and we remember in the year 2022. And he didn't even know about the fucking um, about the fucking wartime shit because he was just a civilian dock worker who was helping to build the fucking ships and everything. Because he, he did it for the love of the game, not the recognition, baby. <laughs> uh, like I, I've had some of the memes I've made that have been stolen and have way more likes from way more other people than the ones I share, <laughs> but they still my memes. Get good. Yep. But, but it's it's just because they make me giggle. If I giggle, it's fine. I don't care. I want people to laugh. Yep. And I just want you to laugh. Truth be told. Well, because at least when people are laughing, they're not sad for them. Yeah. Not gonna lie. It does kind of come in handy sometimes. Yeah, because other words, you just want to fucking kill yourself. <laughs> <laughs> fucking shit. <But laughs> to no. bring it back to Robin Williams. No. <laughs> oh, I wonder how this will fit around my neck. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> was that your Was that your Robin Williams? Ball, I'm Robin Williams, ball. Hank Hill is Robin Williams. <laughs> Hank Hill is Robin Williams. <laughs> I was Patch Adams, ball. I'm, I'm Robin Williams. Good right. morning, Vietnam. Get your propane and propane accessories. Good morning, Arlen, Texas. <laughs> but now, apparently, the original creator of the whole Kilroy slogan, he wasn't revealed until after the war in 46 during a, a national radio contest where they are actually trying to track down the original me maker of this supreme meme. So, that's when he was fucking found out. <laughs> Let's and, bring him back, man. Right? Of course, my fucking chair had to chime in. Damn it, I need a new chair. Oh, I have seen that. It's the little, little head, big nose, little hands over the thing. Yeah, he's like, hello. 
Oh, hello. hello. It's like Squidward hiding. <laughs> Hi, my name is Kilroy. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's a that's a little taste of history there. Thank you, Kilroy was here was yeah. also the eleventh album from the band Sticks. <laughs> really? Yeah. Apparently. Right. Dude, the cover looks fucking dope. There's like fire and like these robot fucking faces. Hell yeah. Nice. But yeah, so that's pretty that's pretty fucking cute. So... Like honestly, yeah, man, that dude pioneered that shit, bro. Mm-hmm. And it's actually been apparently it's been put on I could be wrong with this, but I think it was put on the International Space Station, and there's even some places in Iraq and Afghanistan that have it. So hey, it's, Matt. it still lives on. Do you know what song was on the Kilroy Was Here album? Oh, shit. Uh, Mr. Roboto. Which one? Mr. Roboto. Tomo arigato, Mr. Roboto. That's like the biggest fucking stick song, right? No, mm. come sell away. Uh, I feel like Mr. Roboto was more away. notable in my growing up than come sail away. Well, I actually kind of got into like Sticks Paradise Theater album was one of the first vinyls I bought because that's got bro like nothing ever goes as planned is one of the most slapping songs. Like that song made me create my top sexiest song list, and that's number one on it. Yeah. Dude, you know a song I've been hearing on the uh, classic rock station here lately that they didn't used to play, and now they do, and I'm just like, it is such a simple song, but I fucking love it. Huh. It's Dust in the Wind. Nice. Who's Dustin? What's that? <laughs> Who's Dustin? <laughs> blowing Dust in the Wind. What? What? <laughs> just blowing my friend Dustin over here. Nothing to look at. He's called the Wind for a reason. Because he blows. <laughs> Nah, dude, if y'all want to talk sticks, two words, four syllables, jukebox hero. That's not sticks. That's yeah, it's not sticks. Foreigner, I think. No, I, th I swear it was sticks. No, nah, it's not. No. I'm editing that out. Fucking shit. Nope. <laughs> no, Keep you it leave in. it in. You leave it in, you piece of shit. God damn it. It is, it is by Foreigner for Full sure. Foreigner. Son of a bitch. It's because sticks songs use best of times. It's like way up there, man. Has a lot I can of understand problem. mixing those two. I mean, Warner's one of the bands that's just like they they did have some jams, but they're also super cheesy a little bit. You know? Yeah. Oh yeah. Like the the singer's kind of theatrical in the way he sings, more than like being a good singer. He's just like, I'm doing a character. <laughs> well, this is actually a great uh, segue into a uh, bands that changed our fucking lives, yo. Not foreign. And... <laughs> Definitely not foreign. <laughs> Nah. I'll start because I, I grew up listening to a lot of just uh, uh, like Eminem and fucking ICP, and I knew what Slipknot was. I didn't know it was metal at the time. My cousin was like, yo, this band says motherfucker really loud, and I was like, cool. But uh, System of a Down was my first fucking band oh, yeah. that really, it, like, bro, they changed me, man. <clears throat> I, was, I was able to listen to a new song a week, and I could just vibe out and fucking escape. Before I even did drugs, man, I literally would, like, close my eyes and vibe out on the Cosmics, man. Hell yeah. They still get me fucking pumped up. Like, if I if I need to get awake, I could put on System of a Down or the first two Slipknot albums. And I'm, I'm awake. I'm moving. Hell yeah. It Dude, just, it speaks to me, man. 
if I have to choose a band that like really, really first spoke to me, I guess, when I was younger and getting into music, I can't I don't want to because it's all like super basic bitch bands it's that are not even like good, you know, but they were just like what first got That's me. That's what music. you had, yeah. Fucking Backstreet Boys and Nickelback, man. Those were like the first two CDs I ever had. Or my like sister had, had the Backstreet some, Boys. I like how you had to put some cushioning down for your fucking. I did because it's rough. <laughs> it's rough. You should have just came in hard, like, dude. Oh, let me start. Let me start. The Backstreet Boys and Nickelback. <laughs> dude, I hate to admit that, but that's like when I was like dude, twelve. I, yeah, I used to have 11. the. I had a little in sync cassette tape, man. Like we we all went through that shit, bro. But I mean, like, I bought you a fucking Backstreet Boys CD for like three dollars at Hastings, man. You did do that. I, I did. jammed it, too. <laughs> I know. I was like, I know you're going to jam this, so I bought it for you. Dude. And I did. Yeah, I was like, he he knows me. He get me. I fucking remember <laughs> whenever you and Jasmine first moved into Texas from Ohio, and you thought all of us fucking listened to country. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> to be did. fair, we wanted to beat them up every time they said, hey, let me go get a pop. Oh, uh, yeah. Get a yep. pop. Did I say that when I first met you? You did. I don't know. I, I correct everybody, because this is Texas, and everything's called a Coke. Yep. Yeah, I've I've really adopted. I've pretty much let go of all the northern lingo since living down here. Uh, it is weird to think that I used to be a northerner, man. Like, yeah, you're from. I you're, did you're say officially... pop. I never said y'all. I said you guys. Now Dude, y'all is y'all you, is what it is. You recorded your album and you did that cover of a uh, My Chemical Romances. I don't love you or whatever. Yeah. And uh, I was listening to it, and I could hear the southern twang that has taken hold of your life. <laughs> you told me that, and I was like, you made me so self-conscious. Dude, it was wonderful. <laughs> like, it was it was beautiful, man. I was yeah, very dude. proud of you, young Gnarls. Well, I did I did not know at all that there was any southern hint to it. Well, at the same you can't live you, in, you, can't, you can't grow up in Texas and not be like, what's up, bitches, you fat fuckers? But then I, then I look back on it, and I remember I'm just like, well, you go. <laughs> like, no, like, oh, like, yeah, it is. You Damn, I'm a fucking country insane. singer. Fuck. <laughs> hey, dude, if it's if it's a fucking genre that you can vocally flex with, then fuck it. Why not, man? You're telling Blake, man. I kind of think about just going full red dirt country and just saying, fuck it, man. Honestly, Probably be... I, I think I would make a good sound for that. Like You could, but you got to... Un- un- unless it speaks to you and you're not just doing it to like, I just want to make music that it gets out there. Then yeah. I'd, it's like, I don't, I, I, I know my music will take off at some point once everything just, it, it's going to happen. I, I write too much music and I have too much music backed up that once the stars are aligned, it's going to take off. But Dude, until, a- th- until then, I'm not going to fold or bend or uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not pandering to anybody. Mm-hmm. That, yeah. that ain't my style. I I fucking know it's not your style, Matt. <laughs> you're be singing, oh, yeah, you're gonna be singing. Matt will more. ruin a show to keep his style alive. <laughs> what do you mean ruin? I guarantee you, the one thing those people remember from that night is the weird fucking witch transvestite kid with a ukulele singing about banging a dead chick. And you know who nobody's going back to see. Guess who doesn't live there anymore? <laughs> <laughs> Brownwood, Brownwood can't it would, hey, That would make much more sense where you're at now. Just go to a fucking venue in Austin. Go to an open mic. That shit would fucking light up. Yeah, it would light up, bro. For it. Well, I'm saying, man. Brownwood was a fucking dead but zone. It was just that... like, it was like a family, like, hey, opening. What were they opening up there? I don't know. But honestly, those people got arrested for fucking embezzling money. <laughs> what? Yes. 
All those people got like fucking arrested because they were stealing like thousands of dollars, man. Son of a bitch. Well, I, I remember. I'm not surprised, actually. <laughs> Dude, I remember that show was kind of a shit show. There's a couple guys running it. I like them, actually, but just the way it got ran kind of sucked. Dude, that was their first little thing. You know, they'd never done that before, so. Yeah, I guess I'll give it to them. Yeah. I just remember that my scheduled time that they told me was wrong. And then one of the guys got there and it was like 4 p.m. or something. I'm just like, hey, what's up, dude? Like, tell me what's going on. He was just like, I don't know, man. I just woke up. What the fuck? <laughs> what? 4 p.m. shit. Yeah, they kept pushing all of our fucking times back. And Didn't I was I supposed trade to go you a slot. Yeah, I let you go ahead of me so you could leave. And then I did my first set, and then they were like, yeah, we're not going to let him do a second set. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was the day I did Blake's podcast right after that. Yeah. And uh, before I left, I watched you play, and there was like a group of, I don't know, to seven, fair, eight toddlers. To be fair, those toddlers came in while I was doing the song. <laughs> okay, okay, so you know what I'm going to say. Yes, there was children running around, but honestly... Rigor mortis chick, it may be about me banging a dead chick, but it's done very tastefully. There's no bad words. <laughs> I think that can be <laughs> taken Dude, I, different ways. I don't I don't mention I, I don't mention fucking. I don't mention any cuss words. I think it's a very romantic song in a macabre way. But that's where think... we differ because like <laughs> yeah. every, honestly, everyone else I've seen up there playing that show looked fucking bored. They looked bored. Like, are you even are you even enjoying your music? You're sitting up here on a fucking stool, looking like a fucking vagina monologist. I probably look bored. Yeah, you pr you probably were bored. Like, I I'm like I I told them like if y'all ever need any music, like just let me know. I'll be there. I can put together anything super quick. I'm always ready to jam. But also, once I get on stage, that's where I'm allowed to express myself and fully just let go, man. It, I, it's I need that shit. That's my release. Yeah. If you can't handle it, I'm sorry. Cancel my shit, but I'm gonna move on, and it ain't gonna stop me, man. Cause it's it's out there's there is an audience for it, and my time will come. Mark my fucking words. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, I can rap, and I'm super sexy too. Uh. Don't stop me now. I'm singing about dead oh. chicks and banging bands. <laughs> a band that has recently changed my life, I believe. They haven't really changed my life, but I like them a lot. It's fucking Monoskin. Oh yeah, bro! You sent me that fucking Dude, yeah, I I went down all their fucking albums, man. I saved like Shit Boulevard and all their fucking other weird French shit. I can't say. And it's uh, Italian, but they're also pretty fucking new. So there's gonna be a lot more music coming from them, allegedly. You know, depending on how the story of the band goes from here on out dude yeah speaking of fucking which bands that changed my fucking life the mars fucking volta who finally got back after fucking 10 years and they released their new song in a fucking cube full of mirrors like <laughs> dude that's how you make a comeback when you're like because i've been on this mars volta like hashtag it's happening hashtag it's not happening page forever and every every fucking Volta fan is just thirsty for anything. We want any little thing they could do. And then out of nowhere, they drop coordinates. If you go to the coordinates, it takes you to New York City, and there's just a black cube with mirrors. And you walk in there, and like, this is our new song. Like, who the fuck? How do you drop a single in a fucking hot box? Like, what the fuck? That's insane. 
that's just how that's just how it should be though you need to make an Bro, impression I, I literally i was watching goblet of fire when i found this out and like the new song dropped someone sent me the link i, I dropped everything man i i fucking loaded up two bowls i fucking just put headphones in i had that shit on repeat like four times i even woke my wife up like Devin, the mars Volta's back together like i screamed like a fucking girl man <laughs> like they're um, doing a tour date now too so like uh if my friend gets me the fucking tickets man like not august but september it's in fucking dallas i'm gonna go i'm gonna finally get to see the fucking mars volta like jesus christ dude dude i will I'm definitely getting... go to that with you dude dallas. they're like 60 bucks right now man it's not bad I wish I had the fucking money to do that. I would when is it? You too. Uh, September 22nd. And then there's September 23rd. They're doing two back-to-back ones there. But I think the other ones are like 120 something dollars. Do you know what venue? Uh, this is I, good podcasting right here. <laughs> talk about the fucking Mars Volta, man. They're my fucking shit. I will always talk about them. Yes, I, I love them to up. death. That's what I'm doing right now, bro. I'm not gonna lie. The factory and Deep Ellum. Hmm. Oh, dude, Deep Ellum, super sketchy. I don't <laughs> give a shit. Fuck Be it. prepared to get robbed, because that happens a lot. That's why you walk around with fucking knuckles in your fucking pocket, bro. And yep. they uh, they probably have a fucking metal detector. So I'll just have it looking as a, a belt. If you walk, you could walk into a metal show covered in fucking metal. Like, oh, it's just part of my, it's a belt, it's a belt yeah, buckle. Just, just wear a studded vest and put it in the pocket. Dude, yeah. whenever we, whenever we went to see fucking, um, uh, Cradle, Cradle. of Filth. Yeah. And, uh, they were like, all right, everyone, you know, empty out your pockets. Uh, we got a metal detector walk through and like these people were with, they're like, I don't have drugs. And they looked at me like, I know you had got something. I was like, had to, I had like my little metal pipe in my hand with my vape and then I had to stuff my coke and my weed and like my socks and shit like I know how to get drugs in anywhere man. let me know it's in my ass let's go then I'm, I'm looking I'm looking back over uh over at you after down in a tall boy and getting into my fucking fifth mosh session and you're fucking chewing on something <laughs> hey Matt you know another band that changed your life <laughs> back in the day was I wrestled a bear once I wabo in Indeed, good sir. Like literally, you had physical experiences with the band. You got to go was, up on the, fucking that, that stage. Was the first concert I ever. Me, you, uh, Patrick Kelly, who actually lives down here, and I've ran into him at two separate shows. Nice. Where was like, that a... Wait, was that the fucking guy that was with us at? Uh... Yes, yes, he was at Cradle of Filth. Ah, oh, shit. Okay, okay. I mean, who not, was his not girlfriend? Le- I don't know. He's had. Bunch of oh, he dated Olivia at one point. That's yeah, right. totally. They totally dated. But uh, no, nah, man, he fucking. I wrestled a bear once, dude. It's super like heavy, like grindcore essentially. But yeah, man, they went on. We were up at the front jamming. I see someone get the bass, and they hand some kid in the audience a bass, and he gets up on stage, and I was like, that lucky fucker. And then I turn, and the guitar's right in my fucking face. And I was like, what? And he hands it to me. I get on stage, hit some random like open notes. That dude jumps off. Oh, bro, it was live. And then we got to see him again. And the second time I saw him, it was a much smaller venue. And we ended up breaking one of their monitors when they first came on because everyone was going crazy. But I drew a giant poster board of all my favorite bands as cartoon characters. And I waited till after the show. And I was like, hey, I made this for you guys. And they're like, dude, this is going over a fucking fireplace, man. I got to play the dude's drum set and everything. It was fucking badass. 
that's awesome, dude. I love that you can do that because you have a passion for your art. Like, did you, did you say you painted that or drew it? No, I just I just did little cartoon drawings of it. Because what sucked as I was like I sharpie. To, no, it was just with pen pencil, and then I overdid it in pen. But I originally started it in art class, and I did a little corner of Slipknot. Like I drew all them as cartoons, and someone didn't know that was my art piece, so they cut it out. So what? I had to like re yes, I had to redraw. It was EJ Pena. He he cut it out, and he's like, "Oh, I didn't know, man." I was like, "Well, I can't do. I just got to redo it again." How did he not know it was your art piece? Because it was it was just the bottom corner of a piece of white paper. Oh, uh, okay. Mm. Well, like, fuck, bro. Fucking. But yeah, man, they, they did. I'll, I'll give them the mad respect they need because, like, that definitely kind of opened my eyes for some more heavy shit. And then I started getting into Lamb of God. And then I saw a Cannibal Corpse cover, and I was like, I don't know who these guys are, but this looks heavy as fuck. And that was a whole other dive off the cliff of madness. Cannibal's hard to listen to, but once you get into it, oh man, that's it makes you want to just punch everybody in front of you and say, get the fuck out of my way. Probably my favorite metal band right now, Gojira. I... Yeah, they're actually very, uh, like... Uh, they save the forest and shit, man. They're very, like, yeah. green conscious. Like, this song is about saving the trees. Speaking of which, uh, I just listened to their song. I think it's, like, Flying Whales or some shit. Mm. I fucking love that song that goes shit. so hard. It's symphonic Dude, as fuck, too, man. If you listen to uh, the heaviest matter of the universe... That's a, really a fucking... Good one. That, yeah, that's a heavy... That's, like, the, one of the heaviest ones in the universe. <laughs> For real, dude. That, they go so hard on the songs, man. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the fucking energy, man. Well, it's the skill level of all of them. You can hear all of them are writing such complex timing signatures and, like, just riffs, drum fills. Like, they're just in such sync. It's insane. It kind of reminds <laughs> me. They're actually just in sync. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, it's this gonna be May. <laughs> He's like, this motherfucker likes Backstreet Boys. We'll show him. <laughs> no. That's probably why you got into him. But no, um, they actually kind of remind me of uh, Dream Theater a bit with regards to complexity. Dream Theater. I've never been a big fan of Dream Theater. I. So... I mean, I, I'll give you on like the technical type shit, but mm-hmm. if I'm getting into like technical kind of metal, uh, you you gotta mention Death. Oh yeah, just classic fucking death. I was I really actually because I ended up finding like a new scream that doesn't hurt my throat as bad, and it's one of like yeah, like those real those Dream real hot Theater, ones. Dream Theater always makes me think of like a band of autistic guys who don't understand that just being overly technical isn't that great. Like you still <laughs> have were, to be. There were a bunch of people that just studied nothing but music theory and want to prove it to you. Yeah, maybe I'm wrong, but like to me, like I don't get a feel they're, from them. They're much. the vegans of pro- progressive metal. They are showing me math through music. I hate that. That's pretty I, like, much it. Hey, there's very few math metal songs I like because I can. Hit, the moment it hits, you know it's math metal. It's either math yeah. metal or it's some J- Japan band. Right. Japan band. Japan. But like. I, I already fucking suck at math, all right? And when you try to, like... I don't need to know what all this stuff is, is man. I just know... Yeah, they're I just showing you, like, technically, look how good I am. Yeah. They're, they're yeah, basically I mean, doing a really long, neat-sounding exercise. I guess... Like, there's no soul behind it. See, I yeah, guess my I feel whole, that. 
my whole thing well i'll say this they are kind of hit or miss with me as well uh the ones that do hit though hit pretty decent but uh gojira just kind of remind it kind of reminds me of i would almost say dream theater with a purpose there like you got the you got the complexity of dream theater but see but you got the for me it's it's shit. it's the total vocals man I'd rather listen to Gojira all day than fucking Powerhouse, like, ah! Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, because I, I, I hate hearing, like, badass, like, old-school metal bands, and I'm like, the riff's great, the music's great, the drumming's great, and then they just come in with this these power ballads that it's like, like dude, you killed it. Gojira <laughs> really kind of hides the vocals in the music. Mm-hmm. That's what Cannibal Corpse did, after, like, because their third album's, you know, it's got, like, Hammer Smash Face and shit, but it's such a muddled album. It's really hard to listen to because they're blending. He's blending in his vocals more with the music, and it's just a grumbled mess that kind of has grooves in it. I still fucking, I still fucking love you for introducing me to that shit, dude. With uh, Scourge of Iron, and then it led to High Velocity Impact Splatter, and I'm just like, Scourge, Scourge of Iron is the bridge to get newbies into fucking Cannibal. I've gotten three Birds people into there. Is the only Cannibal Corpse song that I like. I can send you at least one or two more that you're like, that's a solid groove front to back. Do it. Do it right now. Uh, coin, toss, coin toss, 50-50 shot. I'm calling it now. Charlie might like High Velocity Impact Splatter. Might. No, I want to find, like, um, Sentence to Burn. There you go. Okay, that's that works. A, that's a solid just... Like, there's no train wreck that you got to get through. It's yeah. solid groove, solid groove, solid Matt groove. Matt knows what I like. <laughs> like, uh, do you give me some, you give me some fucking groove metal or symphonic metal, industrial metal, shit like that. I'll be on it like a fat chick on cheesecake from a high dive. Dude, face if we're no talking floor. about, if we're talking about industrial, I don't even listen to him a lot. I love watching his live video, but author versus Punisher. Mm-hmm. And he, he, cre- he's a one man doom industrial band. He created his own single he created a fucking war machine he steps in he's got a little drum like slidey fucking hammer he uses and then he has all these heavy fucking sensors and knobs and stuff and he has like a mic that's got four separate mics he's got something hooked up to his his throat that the navy seal uses to talk underwater i think didn't you show me that one matt because i dude it's it's like i said it's drone metal so it's a lot of like the same couple notes but Watching him just form it all and stomping, and he's dude. He's a he's he's got like two PhDs in engineering, man. Yeah. And he just makes the most badass fucking crazy shit. But if we are gonna talk, I got I do got to give a shout out to the Strokes because mm-hmm. the Strokes definitely reignited my love for finding new music, and they're definitely in my top five for fucking sure, dude. I can't yeah. not give them props. They're actually touring with. Um, Thundercat and Red Hot Chili Peppers at the end of this year, and I, they're, they're playing in Arlington, and I really want to go because I need to see the Strokes before I fucking die. One, uh, one band that I really wish I fucking saw before uh, the lead singer died. I know they're fucking playing right now, but it's not, uh, it's not the same. I don't care who the fuck replaces him with the vocals. It's Static X. Yeah, I didn't listen to much Static X. It was more jock rock, but like, yeah, he had a he had his own little vibe, man. Yeah, like I, 
Admittedly, I was brought on to Static X with their, admittedly, their weakest fucking album. Uh, I got it uh, for my birthday. It was uh, Shadow Zone, the one that had, like, absolutely no fucking solos or anything with it. And I still found something to like about it, and then I just kind of went with it a little bit more, you know, looked up Wisconsin Death Trip and all shit like that. Yeah, there's so many bands I wish I could see if the singers didn't fucking die. Like, one off the top I could think of is Typo Negative. Oh, yes. Was Peter still dying? Like, I, I felt that as a, just a kid. I was like, damn, bro. Dude. That's like one of the only singers that's been in Playgirl magazine. I found out about Typo Negative when I was in Turkey, and it had been like eight months since Peter still died. <laughs> Turkey Negative. Yeah, typo turkey. Oh, Charlie, you remember that brown, brown number two? <laughs> I don't think he's hearing. I am. Sorry, I totally turned my mic off for a second. <laughs> I was literally singing along with you. <laughs> brown, 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 brown number, number two. God. This is the good shit. I'll say, I'll say this, it was... I can't really, I can't really f figure out what band in particular had the lion's share of, uh, like, what, what, uh, what I looked for, because I remember, I grew up on, you know, the old Metallica, before the Black Album, like, uh, oh, yeah. Ride to Lightning and shit, I actually had a CD that was printed in 87, it was my mom's CD, as a matter of fact, and I fucking had that shit on repeat. I will say, if I had to choose one album that I think is front to back, just the best album of all time, no gaps in interest, like just full on amazing, Master of Puppets. Yeah, I, I can I can side with that. Uh, I, I've listened through it. I, I think I had a better time going through a piece sales, but who's buying? Mm -hmm. Just because, like, I I mean, don't wrong. I still love some good old Metallica songs, but. I think out of ferocity, like Megadeth kind of has a little extra like pep in their step. Dude, I Yeah, but Megadeth is also like Dave Mustaine kind of has that deal with me where he's a little theatrical. I mean, if we're talking about theatrics, I'm going to see Ghost and that's literally just theater again. <laughs> I will say, I'll talk about Ghost too. That was fucking incredible. God. I actually thought the lead singer came off as a huge douchebag even during the show, and I was like, "Yeah, music's good." And then we find out he's getting sued by all the other band members. I'm like, "Ah, oh, this guy fucking they, sucks." They've they tried to fuck, dude. He wrote all the music, and they were like, "Well, we played it," and he's like, "Well, I'm sorry, you signed up to be a nameless ghoul. That's the whole point is to keep the mystique." And they're like, "Fuck your mystique. Give us our money." And he's like, "I wrote the music." <laughs> it was it was kind of a suck, but like I, I'm behind Tobias, man. He he's nah, fuck Tobias, dude. <laughs> I'm about it, bro. I can't fucking wait, man. It's gonna be a great show. Yeah, don't mind Matt. He has a bit of a Tobias about it. Yeah, <laughs> 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 no, I really do. I think I think that fucking Tobias. Like I get that he wrote everything, but man, he was just taking all the fucking money. He's like, you signed up to be a ghoul. It's just like, man. Nobody's gonna keep that job. Nobody wants to really be that. Nobody was supposed to, to keep the job. He, there, he was. If that wasn't revealed, like the whole mystique of it would still kind of be, there would still be a cloak over the band. Mm -hmm. So that being blown up, he kind of had to go in different directions now, and you know had to be. You know that's why everyone knows who the fuck he is now. 
Yeah. Uh, I think, let's see, another fucking good one. Actually, as a matter of fact, Matt, I remember, I remember you didn't know about Megadeth uh, whenever I show, whenever I showed them to you. It was like oh, your, it was your freshman year, and you're like, "What the fuck's Megadeth?" You showed me System of a Down, which I'm forever in your debt, and I guess I showed you Megadeth. Possibly all I know is every time I still listen to Hangar 18, it's like. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's still fucking Hangar slaps, 18 bro. slaps so hard. It's so fucking hard, man. So Dude, good. what's your favorite Megadeth song? If it's not that, I'd say Sleepwalker. Sleepwalker's a really fucking solid one, too. I like kind of a calm one, uh, you know, Angry. Eh, eh, angry again? Yeah. Which one was that on? Uh, I know. Just know the song. <laughs> <laughs> I but, think... uh. It's just like a really simple riff. It's just like and it just repeats like a little. I, I like it because it's groovy. It's like a little rhythmic saying, groove. Man, all you gotta do is find a good groove, and that's why you get like Lamb of God and shit. People that know how to fucking ride that groove, bro. Mm -hmm. Like the the face I make when I hear a fucking tasty chunky riff is like the same when you hear like a fucking hella fat beat, and you're just like. Start fucking thr thrashing your little head back and shit. Call me crazy, but I think sweating. You're bullets, crazy. <laughs> sweating bullets by Megadeth is uh, pretty fucking good too. Dude, the uh, uh, Guitar Hero World Tour. Yeah. The one that had like the 2112 and shit on it. The last three songs when you're fighting the devil is just back to back to back Megadeth. Ah shit. And it's fucking hard, dude. I'm not I surprised. Think I feel like Megadeth does have a little more Satan in him than a lot of bands. Just like with their skill level, you're like, that's the devil, man. Yeah. Even though he's like, I'm a Christian. I, I don't play that song anymore. I'm like, you're you're not called Mega Life, nigga. I remember, <laughs> I remember whenever they were touring and they would go through like uh, Bible Belt states and whatnot. They'd stop for gas at a small ass fucking town, and this old, like, uh, old people or something would ask, uh, What's that supposed to say? Are, are you some kind of. You some kind of devil band? Like, no, some no. Some kind of devil worshiper. No, we're a Christian band. That's Megadeth. <laughs> <laughs> it's Megadeth. It's, it's Megadeth. Megadeth. Dude, it's like, uh, that's why Lamb of God is Lamb of God, because they started as Burn the Priest. Yes. And they started a tour, and they're like, you, we, we're not, you're not going on like that. Like, all right, we'll be Lamb of God, which is kind of more blasphemous in a way. Yeah, yeah kind of a lot, actually. <laughs> I, I gotta admit, even though it's probably one of the few radio whores that they actually have, Redneck is forever one of my favorite songs by them. I used to hate it, just because like, he he was bald in it, but now I get it, because it it's pretty much a love letter to Pantera. Mm-hmm. It's calling him Redneck, he shaved his head bald like Phil and Samuel. it's like, You drive me so goddamn easy to write this, you'll make a spill on the page. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. And then, of course... Did they literally quote fucking Pantera in the song? Yeah, I'm sure they did. Um, I think he said, walk on home, boy. Uh, I, I'm Alexander. You need to walk on home, boy. I do I did know. not know that's what that song was about. I like that yeah. song, but I just never really paid attention to the lyrics it's, at it's, all. That's why it says, you try me. Like, come on, motherfucker. You want to you shoot Dimebag? Come try me. Which, honestly, freaking Randy Blythe is technically 
like you're a murderer because yep because was he, it thailand he, i think it was like russia or something dude russia he pushed a fan off stage pretty much and that dude fucking cracked his, his head, head open and died. died and randy had to go to like russian prison he was in there for like a year right dude that's like you're super metal now bro like you've earned your fucking stripes <laughs> Oh, another band that references Pantera, aside from Avenged Sevenfold, uh, Upon a Burning Body. Machine. Oh. <laughs> uh, Upon a Burning Body with their song Texas Blood Money. I've seen them too, man. They're pretty You know who else too. samples Pantera? Hmm. Fucking Nickelback. <laughs> yeah, god dang. Really? Yeah, they have a song called Side of a Bullet. Which has a, uh, the solo is an actual dime bag solo. Oh, shit. Never shot at a guitarist. Never try to shoot the fat but man drum in. Because it's just like a Nickelback song, and it's kind of about it, but you're like, yeah, you know, it's, it's not like deeply good rock, but it's just like kind of a simple four chord jam. And then they just throw a little dime bag solo in the middle, and you're just like, alright. <laughs> Dude, and, like that song Shameless from, um,. The weekend, like the say a lot, say a lot. It's a super chill, fucking acoustic song, and then there's a shredding solo in it that you're like, that's fucking gorgeous. Yeah. That shit is that's a fucking bomb solo, man. Hey Matt, can I predict another one of your musical influences? You uh, don't even know is. Go for it. Shaggy. It's like a bump. <laughs> Keeping it real. On a fader, on a future, on a no, on a future. Don't they know they gotta struggle? Keeping it real. All my homies working on a nine to five, a new to keep myself up out of trouble. Can't tell me wrong. You're not at all. I'm them and Savage Garden, man. Sav that's exactly what I was gonna fucking say. God damn it, man. You still be jamming that shit, bro. Dude, She's I taking a time, making up the reason. <laughs> I can't help but remember Just that fucking video y'all shot. It was a, uh, it was both of y'all plus Court and I think somebody else, and y'all were just fucking dancing in front of the camera. It was like circle, rum, circle, rum, circle, do do do. Oh, dude, I forgot about that. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> we get all dressed up, and Court, our big fat friend, was wearing a furry coat, a fuzzy pimp hat. And some glasses, and your dad's like, Charlie opens the door, just stares at this fat kid, like, never mind, just goes back in his room. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, we were really just doing some stupid shit. Yeah, you had an inflatable fucking, uh, like a unicorn flamingo, flamingo suit. Oh, it was flamingo. a flamingo suit with oh. tiny little legs. Yes. Why? Dude, I wish I had all these videos. We shot them with guns, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> you remember that? When we what? took my old computer outside and shot it up because my parents were like, people are going to steal our identity. No. You're like, not anymore, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, dude, me, Matt, and I think Dustin was with us. Just mm -hmm. shot off a fuck ton of ammo at my parents' old house and early. Yeah. Same, had a good time. Same fucking place uh, you and I decided to take pot shots at Wasp with blow dart guns. Yeah, dude, I did not know you still had that video. Dude, I got all the videos. Also, it doesn't look like I hit anything in the video. <laughs> I've got, well, I've got other videos. It's just that uh, Facebook Messenger is being, was being a bitch, not letting me load anything bigger than 25 megs. And I've got one video that's a minute and a half long, but because of the way I recorded it, it's over 600 megs in size. Shut up, Meg. <laughs> 
Like I, I, I guess that's the price to pay whenever you whenever you bring your fucking DSLR to record stupid shit. <laughs> oh, you know, dude, I, Matt. I, by the way, we have to talk about a band that changed both of our lives probably equally. Oh shit. Rush. No. Oh. <laughs> You're like Rush? No. I mean. Mm. Okay, fine, fine. My cam, man. Yeah. In the middle of a gunfight, in the center of a restaurant, they say, come with your arms raised high, where they're never gonna get me. Yeah, I could do this all day, but through a flock of doves. I'm like my chemical romance is literally against the I'm literally getting a getting my chemical romance to say a prayer. Say a prayer, yeah. <laughs> yeah, my chemical romance, I will always love them and I will continue to. And if you don't like it, I don't give a fuck. Shut the fuck up. Let me probably cry. my chemical romance is the band that if you just started putting on songs and I had to sing along, I would get all of the words right. <laughs> well, music's in infinite. Like once you hear a song, you like never unhear it. You might forget it, but when it comes on again, you're like, oh, okay, I kind of know these lyrics. Yeah. Like, it can't be forgotten, man. It's like, e- even the, the last time I heard that, uh... Just like the ocean under the moon It's the same as the emotion that I'll get from you. Is that Ricky you. Martin? No, it's, um, Santana yeah, and, uh, Car- the dude from Matchbox 20. Yeah, Carlos Santana. Open your heart, make it real, and let's go get about it. Yeah, yeah. Slaps, dude. That's slapper, dude. Throw it on right after this, you'll be like, oh yeah, that's still fucking bangs, bro. Santana goes hard, man. I, I underappreciate him. Mm-hmm. And Santana's the shit. Santana just basically just, like, hooks on to whoever musician is popping. He's just like, hey, I'm pretty fucking good at guitar. Can I just, like, throw a little fucking solo on this? Dude, and it's like, him, yeah. him and uh, Dave Thomas or whatever, t- Rob Thomas, both had separate dreams saying, you're going to work with Santana. I'm like, you're going to work with Rob Thomas for Matchbox 20 to make a song. And they're like, hey, did you have a dream? Like, I had a dream. Let's go. Let's do it. Oh, I had a wild. dream that I was going to work with Rob Thomas. <laughs> Matt, did I, did I ever tell you about that dream I had about a guy we knew who we were at your house when you were at, living with Ty? <gasps> and uh, I was talking to him, and I was just like, I had a weird dream about you lately. Or, like, the other day. And he was just like, was it on a boat? And I was like, ah, oh, shit. It yes. was on a boat. It was on a cruise ship. That counts as a boat, right? Mm. And uh, he was just like, yeah, man. A lot of people have dreams about me on a boat. I don't know why. And I was just like, all <laughs> He's right. He's gonna die in the ocean. <laughs> but in the dream, I woke up in the shower. Uh, or getting out of the shower. So I'm naked. Wrap a towel around myself. And I go out to my room. And I don't know any of the five or six people sitting on couches in the room. So I'm like, who are you guys? And I'm like, I ah, quit fucking around, Charlie. We're the boys, you know? It's like, I don't know any of you. And so I freak out and I leave the room. And then I run down into the fucking main lobby of the fucking ship, I guess. And then there's that dude there. And he's like, he's like, Charlie, what's up, dude? And grabs my hand. I'm like, oh, shit, familiar face. Here we go. And I grab it. And as soon as the hands get grabbed... Everything behind him turns like the blackest of black, and his face turns so evil. 
and he's just gripping me and pulling me in. And I'm just like, what the fuck is this? He's like, don't worry about it, man. Just come on. And I'm like, ah, this is the worst. I got to get away from this. Yeah, I think you went to hell, bud. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was crazy. And I was just like, holy shit. I've never had like a such a strong memory from a dream about a person before. That's that, like, honestly, that's subconsciously like it's there's either like hints of something that like maybe you're avoiding like dreams are super weird like that now especially the super vivid ones you the reason they're so vivid and you remember them like you need to remember them for a reason that's why they're there mm -hmm. now interpretation depending on how much drugs you do you can you know what you know what I'm saying it probably just oh, yeah. means you're hungry for a hot dog and they don't have none and when you grabbed it it turned into a bunch of fucking death you know yep I know you always eating them hot dogs, man. You've been at Sturdy Wings for five years and enough to play a game of Pac-Man. Speaking of fucking music, dude, uh, I'm still thinking, I'm still trying to uh, figure out ideas on how to do a collab. What kind? Uh, meet up, because I hate fucking recording. <laughs> Damn it. No, Charlie, I think uh, we talked about this uh, beforehand, I think about a week or so ago. Yeah. And I'm just trying to I'm trying to figure out the logistics of this fucking situation. <laughs> if well, it, if it was to even fucking happen. Yeah, I mean, we should we should definitely work on that. I mean, I have to do it outside podcast. It's a lot of just logistics going on for Yeah. Thrown out there on fucking uh Spotify. Yeah, lots of logistics. Well, all right, fellas, it's almost nine o'clock, so let's uh let's wrap this up. Yeah. Oh, by the way, Boys. we might oh, yeah. uh, we might not have uh, Polish people listening to us just yet, but uh, we do have people in the UK, Australia, and Czech Republic. Believe it or not. Nice. Nice. We're going international. Mm -hmm. We are international. However, ninety-six percent of our listeners are in Texas still. <laughs> Oi, mate. Thanks for the listen, bro. Don't oh, be a cunt and tell your friends about us, you cheeky bastard. And then second place right after that is California. Well, I'm from California. Wait, no, I'm not. <laughs> oh, I'm from California. We're the Beatles. We're from California. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so anybody else got anything uh, to add or what? Nah, shit, motherfucker. I'm just gonna hijack the ending. Man, baby, thanks for coming on here and listening to the Moments on Morons. We out this bitch. But, uh, yeah, that shit was cool. You know, we got Matt, Ben, me, Narlos. Here we go. Right. Let's get out of here. Y'all close <laughs> it down, baby. Shout out to Squeaky Chair, baby. Shout out to Squeaky Chair, though. Squeaking all the fucking way. <laughs> Alright, well, if you got any questions, comments, concerns, bitches, scratch complaints, then hit us up at MementoMorons at gmail.com. If you want to throw a couple of dollars our way on the offhand chance that you got a couple to burn and, well, you just don't want to see them any fucking more, then uh, check out our About section on our fucking Spotify page. It'll lead you to a link that is HTTPS colon slash slash anchor.fm slash memento-morons slash support. And, you know, we'll be fucking forever grateful because, let's face it, hard times, right? Uh, yeah, plus we're just hard all the time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, baby, let me get that money. Fuck yeah, hard times, hard times. Uh, if you want to fucking throw some money Matt's way for an art commission, hit him up on his Instagram on the offhand chance that he has not been canceled yet. That is nah. no, <laughs> that is no Sferadu, that's Nasty Energy Drink. Fur as in 
fur and a dude because he's a fucking dude. Last I checked, anyways. I don't know. No, I cut it off the other day. Ah, fuck. Painful. <laughs> but on that note, shit, we are looking at damn near two hours. Two hours. Good that job, it. fellas. On that note, did you adieu? Adieu. <laughs>